Hello, podcast listener. This is Father Nathan Hale from Desert Mission Anglican Church in the Sunny Slope neighborhood of Phoenix, Arizona. Thanks so much for joining us for the podcast today. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. You can find out more about our church at desertmissionanglican.org. And no matter what, never forget that God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. That's from 1 John 4, 9 through 10. And now, here's the podcast. I have a kind of a weird favorite place, I think. Um, one of my favorite places to be is actually in the airport, uh, believe it or not. I love to be in the airport, especially after I've gone through the security line and I'm waiting for my flight to take off. Like, that's just the best. At this point, whatever journey I'm on has definitely started, right? Like, I am on my way and I love it. The stress of the metal detectors, the bag checks are behind me, right? The only thing in front of me is that sweet, sweet Starbucks, right? And so, um, and, and, and in a sense, there's, there's no going back, right? I mean, I'm not going to go back through security. Like, I'm on the journey now, okay? There's, there's no going back. Things have been set in motion. I am relaxed. And yet, the, the anticipation of the rest of my journey and the vision of my final destination, which for the most part is somewhere I want to be going, um, is still in front of me, and so I'm excited for what's coming next. So in a way, we are always living in this kind of in-between space. We're always living in this kind of in-between space because God has come to us in his son Jesus. And because of this, certain things have been irrevocably set in motion, but they haven't yet come to completion. So we wait with hope. That's our word for today, hope, right? We wait with hope, having faith in what has happened already, but also longing and having this anticipation for what is not yet. So our reading today from Isaiah casts a breathtaking vision for that final destination, that inevitable future that awaits us. Isaiah sees this world in which people, tired of violence and war, finally admit that they are walking in darkness. They finally admit that they don't know how to move forward in the way that leads to life. So in this vision, they all come to this mountain of the Lord where they finally learn how to be at peace. How to be at peace with one another. How to be at peace with God. And they literally begin to cultivate life in light of the truth and the ways of God. So God is there. It says he shall judge between the nations. He, he shall decide disputes for many peoples. And listen, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. It's Isaiah 2. What a beautiful vision. But you know, it's not as if God hasn't been teaching the world how to live, though. There's this ultimate vision. Um, but the vision isn't that God is going to teach people how to live. It's that people are finally going to listen to what God is saying. 
God has sent many prophets. <laughs> we have a Bible full of what God has been saying to the world through his people. It's just that because of our tendency towards selfishness and self-destructiveness in our attitudes and our actions and, and in our affections, we irrationally ignore God's life-giving word. And we do our own thing, even when our own thing leads to our death. So this is what Jesus is talking about in Matthew. Um, when he says, for as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man, which was a term that he liked to use for himself, Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. So this is, of course, talking about the, the famous story of Noah and the ark, and everybody's just kind of doing their own thing, and they're not believing the warnings that have been sent. They're doing their own thing, and they get swept away in this flood. It's not that there's something wrong with eating and drinking, right? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with marrying and giving in marriage, but the point was that they weren't listening, that they did not at all change their way of life in light of what was going to happen, in light of what God said was going to happen. And because of this, they were swept away, and they quite literally missed the boat of God's blessing and God's protection. And this could be any of us at any time. That's what Jesus is getting at. This could be any of us at any time, if we're not careful, if we continue to wander in the darkness of our own selfishness, our own kind of confusion, our own self-destructive desires, if we continue to wander in those things without listening to what God has said to us, it could be us. But here's the thing, right? Here's the really good news is that warning is real. We need to take it seriously, of course. But God hasn't left the nations to walk in darkness. He sent us the light of his son, Jesus Christ. He is the light so that we know how to walk. We know where to go. We know what to do. He is the mountain where the good judgments of God take place. St. Augustine said, approach the mountain, climb up the mountain, and you that climb it do not go down. There you will be safe. There you will be protected. Christ is your mountain of refuge. See, in his life, the life of Jesus, we see light. We understand how to live. In his death on the cross, he condemned sin in the flesh by demonstrating the power of truly selfless love. By his resurrection, he scatters the darkness from before our path and offers us a share in his eternal life now and forever by his Holy Spirit. And this is all public knowledge. This has been declared. This is part of what we do as, as a church, hopefully declare this to the world. We don't want anybody to miss out that Christ's work is finished upon the cross and it is ours to receive freely by faith. It is ours to share freely too 
in word and in deed with the world as we wait for all to recognize their need for mercy. Their need, really, for the judgments of God in Christ. So, let's listen to St. Paul. The hour has come for us to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Sisters and brothers, because Christ has come to us, and because he will come again, let's come together as a family of followers of Christ now. Let's make his way of life, the way of love and peace and truth and healing, our way of life. And I always want to remind you, we don't do that by just trying harder or by making a list of rules for ourselves but by reminding ourselves constantly that Jesus is enough, that what he has done is enough. And by cultivating that love for him because of what he has done for us, this is what it means to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, So let us put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. And we have, no, we have no need to worry about getting lost because we have this light. We have this witness to who God is in Jesus Christ. So we can always look to him. Look to him. And he is the way and the truth and the life. So come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen.